JB and Jules for breakfast, only on Triple M. Hit subscribe now. I killed three birds in the last week. Oh, you're like a dead bird. Oh, man. It's not my fault. No, will you say that? It's How not... are you going to justify this? I honestly... Three species of birds. I don't know what is going on, but in the last week, I've been driving along and I've hit three birds that have just flown bang straight into the front of my ute. What sort of birds are we talking? One of them was like a magpie goose. One of them, I don't know. It was a... It's like a goosey thing. But one of them was like... <laughs> A medium, I don't know, pigeony looking thing, and one of them was tiny. But I, wow. I hit three birds in my ute driving in different places. One was on like Windermere Road, one was on Bagara Road, mm-hmm. and one was out near where I trained. So I don't know, footy area. Seriously, uh, I don't know. How do you live with yourself? I didn't do it on purpose. Why are they flying into the front of my ute? And the first time I was like, oh no, that's 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 sad. that's unfortunate. It's just a random occurrence. Mm. The second time I've gone. That's weird. It's happened twice in a couple of days. Mm. Then the third time, I'm going, hold on, this has got to mean something, right? So I've started researching. Oh, God, there's an answer for this? Well, there's there's a lot of people, they say that birds, they might be spirits. So I don't know why I would kill spirits that are trying to come near <sighs> me. But unfortunately, that's what it means. It, um, birds can mean wisdom, rebirth, creativity, what? peace, love. Basically, they can mean anything. But me killing them... What does that mean? I'm yeah. not doing it on purpose. By the way, don't call RSPCA. I'm just driving my car. They're flying into the front of me. Yes. But what has happened is apparently hitting a bird in your car can mean a few things. It can display a message that you are going to have to overcome obstacles. Oh. And it also may indicate that you'll have to face difficulties in the coming days. So now, strap in, mate. Yeah. Well, I've hit those three birds. Oh, look what happens. Off this bill. Just got more expensive. <laughs> oh, KFC might be going up. Oh, oh fuel no. price is still Stop going up. Stop eating birds. Something else will happen. For the love of God, birds, leave my car alone. What else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M? JB, I said we've got some work to do, buddy. We've got to get our hands dirty and plant you. a whole bunch of trees because that is what we pledged. That is what we said, yep, we're on board for. What? what, the, what do, how many trees? What do we need to do? We have to plant one million trees. I'm a million man. Why? In the Bundy region. Why? Because trees are great, mate. I love the concept. A bit of shade, a bit of sustainability. Get some native trees. It's good for the environment. It looks beautiful. There's 500 new trees that have been planted in Baldwin Swamp in May this year. But uh, the Mayor, Mayor uh, Jack Dempsey, came out and said, let's do one million by the end of the council term. When did he make this pledge? February 2020. So it's been two years and we've done the tally. And as of yesterday, there's been 897,338 trees that we still have to do. Okay, so we've done 103,000, 102,662. Good maths. So we've done that many. So when's the council term end? In four, uh, in the four-year period, so, so by four, 2024. 2020, February 2024. So we're in... We're two years in. We're over halfway, well over halfway now. Yep. And we've only done uh, just over a tenth of the trees we need to plant. Yeah. Has he got a plan? Well, this is the thing, right? I don't think there is a plan. I mean, there's incentives for guys to get seedlings from this um, project that's been funded by um, state and federal government. How and, much is the project costing, do we know? Uh, I'm not too sure exactly, but you do get in terms of like a bit of seedling um, incentives as landowners. You get some money when you claim a tree and you say, hey, guys, that's I planted nice. this in my property and you can mark it as part of the one million. But guys, we've got a long way to go. I think we might be a little bit ambitious with that target. Yeah. 
But also, maybe if we plant some houses in the meantime, that would also be helpful. <laughs> that was wild. Let's find out what else JB and Jules have been up to. We believe we have found JB's voice twin, Lockie Stewart. I'm not completely convinced, but AB from our rush hour and Jules think that this guy, Lockie Stewart, he's a bit of a gymfluencer. He's also the partner of, is it Amy Shepard from the band Shepard? That's right. Um, so a pretty high-end type dude, but they believe he has the exact same voice as me and I'm not completely convinced. We spoke to him. I suppose I can hear it a little bit. But it's now time for the ultimate test, right? The only way to test it is to find someone that knows you so well. JB, that is your mother. Yeah. So can we get him on the line pretending to be you and for mum not to pick up anything? Yeah. If he can hold on for a minute, we'll declare him my voice twin. And he joins us now. Lockie, how are you doing? Going really well. Welcome back, mate. Welcome back, mate. It's <laughs> we, we longed for your beautiful voice to rejoin the show. So. Is that to your voice because they're so similar? Well, the test is yet to be completed of whether or not mine and Lockie's voices are twin compatible. Are we each other's voice twin? This is the test time, Jules. Yes, the ultimate test. Can JB's mum, a person who knows him and his voice so well, be able to pick it? So... What's going to happen is Lockie is going to be calling JB's mum. We're going to dial her up. We're going to be all quiet and he's going to have a conversation. We've got a minute on the timer. If he can last one minute without JB's mum picking up anything, we have succeeded and Lockie is officially JB's voice twin. Lockie, how are you feeling, mate? Matt, I'm a bit nervous, but I'm also excited. Yeah, well, you've, you've got it. We've we've got all the information to you, right? So you're comfortable with the information. I'm from North Queensland. Mum's based in Townsville. You're across all that. I didn't say that, but I'm I'm good with that. Yeah. Okay, so I'm up there. <laughs> yeah. Augie and Nelly are my niece and nephew. That's a good. That's a sweet yeah, I got, spot. I all that. If you can get yep. Mum talking about that, that'll that'll fire her right up for a while. I reckon you can nearly get a whole minute out of that. So, uh, we'll we'll ask about the bedtimes and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That'll feel perfect. Perfect. He knows what he's doing. Yes. I feel like we're we're more than voice twins. I feel we've got even more than that at this point. You but got, you're hey, in sync. We'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. So we're gonna go we're quiet. We're gonna get some black hats, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon we need to figure something out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, someone had to be somewhere at some point. <laughs> That's uh, right. Anyway, let's dial mum up. Jules and I are gonna go quiet. Good luck, Lockie, my potential voice twin. Hello, Christine speaking. Hey, Mama, how's it going? Yeah, good. How are you? Good, good. Just calling through the studio. I don't have reception on my phone. Yep. What's happened? So have we got plans locked in for dinner next week, or should Jess and I eat at the airport? Don't, well, what time do you arrive? I think we're arriving around 8 p.m. Well, that's a bit late for dinner with the babies, isn't it? Yeah, but will, will we have time to see them or what time to... What time do Nelly and Augie go to have to go to bed? Probably about eight o'clock, seven thirty, eight o'clock. You might just get to see them. Well, hopefully they're in a good mood to see us. Sorry? I said hopefully they're in a good mood to see us if if they're not too tired. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But if you want we might I don't have... know, but whatever dinner we have, I can put some aside for you. Yeah, that'd be that'd be great. Have you thought about what we're going to eat? Oh, I don't know, Justin. It's like next Thursday, mate. He's like... passed the test. He's done it. He's done it. Lucky. Hello, Mum. This is your actual son, Justin. That is a guy by the name of Lockie. He's a gymfluencer, and uh, apparently we're voice twins. Did you think it was me? Yeah. 
Yeah, but really weird you. That's what I'm What's going on? Like, oh. Very robotic. Christine, you really push through with it, though. <laughs> Lucky. Oh, I'm thinking, what is wrong with him? Something's going on. And it's like, it was just the nerves. So I was nervous. You had an inkling. Oh, wow. Well, if Lockie, yeah, Lockie like just... Next week, Lockie dinner. Like, what's this crap? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, Lockie, if I know my mum well, by the end of that conversation, I think you'd pissed her off. I think she was a bit annoyed at me. <laughs> it was just stupid, wasn't it? It's like, so Lockie dinner, what? <laughs> I think he did pretty well, but you didn't catch you did on to it. pretty well. Do you oh, think there's similarities, thought... Mum? Yes, I heard a lot. That's what kept, up, kept me going because I'm thinking – it sort of sounds like Justin, Justin with a stick up his butt. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking, I don't know what's wrong with him. Oh, but it's weird. It's because it's another guy pretending to fill in and he's coming up with all these different names. Lockie, I think you did well, mate. How do you feel? <laughs> mate, that was uh, a tough one. I was trying to read a few things off the script there and then I was like, uh-oh, this isn't going to plan. <laughs> <laughs> you could hear she, she was slowly starting to turn on you. You actually went over the minutes. So, yes. uh, Mum, thank you for your patience. I don't care what we have for dinner next week. I don't really care. But Lockie, I'll... thank you for being an amazing sport and probably the ultimate challenge of pretending to be somebody else. I've nailed it. So, okay, got me again. Thanks, yeah. guys. Good See on you, Mum. Bye, Mum. Good on you, Lockie. And we can officially lock in that we are both voice twins to each other, Lockie. What a wonderful moment. Uh, I'm going to update my Facebook profile. Yeah, I think we need to. I think we need to add a new relation on our Facebook. Oh, beautiful guys. Well, lucky you're a hell of a sport. Thanks, mate. Have a good one. Thanks for having me on. Cheers, guys. Yeah, obviously comes with the voice. you got to be a nice guy. That's right. That went better than I expected. They're different, but they're ours. JB and Jules on Triple M Bundy. I've seen a ghost. Oh, I've man. i ghost. I don't know why you're getting... You did not see a ghost. I've seen a ghost. I don't know why you're getting annoyed at my story of the ghost. <laughs> why don't you just Ghosts hear? aren't real, my friend. You're obsessed over UFOs. Yeah, because that's a real thing. What do you mean UFOs are real? UFOs are real. Ghosts are real. There's other life among us. Ghosts are real. Watch a movie. Okay, tell me, my friend, yeah, what least, happened to you. At least hear my story. I'll I'm, hear you out. I'm coming worried because I've seen a ghost. You're as me. white as a ghost. That's rich. Come, I'm the tan <laughs> one in the studio. Don't be like that. Don't start that battle. Anyway, I've come in and I've got my Macca's coffee. Yep. I pull out, what is it, Wangara Street? Yep. Coming down towards... Antargo Street, yep. Yeah, coming down towards the studios, mm-hmm. driving along, and suddenly... So do you know the lights are always green first thing in the morning when we're coming into work? Yeah, it's very thoughtful. And they don't stop unless there's a sensor to trigger them. That's right. Yeah, and it stopped, and I went, this is weird. I've never stopped at this set of lights before. Mm. I stop. And what do I see shuffling past in front of me? A white figure. Past the, along the crossing, shuffling along. Was so it just someone going, wearing white going, trackies? Going up along the footpath and down they go. Look, they didn't make eye contact with me. There's nothing. They went past. I was like, oh, my God. Look, it was definitely a drunk guy in a sheet, but <laughs> you can imagine if it wasn't. What else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M? JB, I saw some incredible news about spider venom. From Fraser Island, our friends at Kidgari, that are actually doing some amazing stuff when it comes to health. So spider venom 
equals health. I thought, general rule of thumb, never led me astray. <laughs> spider That's what venom, you would think. Not a- good health. <laughs> avoid spiders. Turns out uh, there's some amazing research being done in the University of Queensland that's helping out people going through heart attacks and stroke victims. Really? Yep. To tell us about it, because I've got absolutely no idea how this all works, is researcher Glenn King. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me on. That is our pleasure. Bit of spider bait there. Here you go. All right, Glenn, tell us about it. How are we getting spider venom and using it to help people's health? Well, as you know, when you have a stroke or a heart attack, well, first of all, I should start by saying there are no treatments for stroke or heart attack, and that, and that is the big problem. About 15 million people per year die from either a stroke or a heart attack. And there's nothing we can give them to try and prevent the damage that happens to their heart or their brain. So what happens in a stroke or a heart attack, of course, is usually caused by a clot in an artery. And what that means is the tissues don't get the oxygen that they usually need to burn their fuel for their energy. And so they have to switch to this ancient metabolic pathway called anaerobic glycolysis. It's the same thing that happens when you're in the gym, you're working really hard, and you get that burn in your muscle. You know that burn that you get when you're working hard? Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's the build-up of the lactate from this metabolic pathway. You can usually clear that when you're working, but your brain and your heart after a heart attack can't clear that lactic acid. So it turns out after, when you're having a stroke or a heart attack, your brain and your heart actually become acidic. And that acid turns on this ion channel on the outside of either your heart muscle cells or your nerve cells and when you switch on that ion channel it sends a signal to those cells to commit suicide and so those cells actually die during a stroke and a heart attack and so our simple idea was if we could block that ion channel if we could find an inhibitor of that ion channel maybe we could prevent that tissue damage and it turns out the best place to look for inhibitors of ion channels are animal venoms. They're full of molecules that activate the um, activity of these ion channels. And at the University of Queensland, as you might expect, living in Queensland, we have the biggest collection of animal venoms in the world. And what we did was just interrogate that venom collection and say, is there anything in those venoms that might inhibit that ion channel? And the winning molecule, as you guys pointed out, came from the Gari funnel web spider. Really interesting molecule. It's only found in Australian funnel web spiders, nowhere else in the world that we can tell. And it inhibits this channel with 50,000-fold higher potency than the best small molecule inhibitor of that channel, which is a drug called Amelioride. Glenn, weren't you, amazing- s- weren't you scared dealing with um, a deadly venomous spider from Kagari? No, we actually, it's actually my favourite, we, we work a lot with spiders and that's actually my favourite spider in the world, the Gari funnelweb spider. It's a beautiful spider, quite a large spider. Funnelweb is actually pretty easy to handle because they can't climb up surfaces and they're very easy to milk because if you just provoke them a little bit, they get so excited about the possibility that they might be able to kill you that they actually just start to express the venom on the tips of their fangs and you can just aspirate it off with a pipette. Yeah, well, my, the... uh, my spider milking um, history hasn't uh, <laughs> been able to test it too much. But it just sounds amazing. So at what point is this at? So are we actually going to be using this venom in the near future to help these stroke and heart attack, pa- heart attack patients? Yes, indeed. And, and, and I should be clear too, the gallery funnel web spider, one of the reasons we love it 
is it has what we believe is the most complex venom in the animal world. There's more than 3,000 different molecules in the venom of the Gari funnelweb spider, and it's just one of those molecules that's doing the job here. So one of those 3,000 is what we've extracted and what we're making is the drug. And to answer your question, what we're, our, our initial aim is to try and target patients that have very severe heart attacks called STEMI heart attacks, and we're hoping to be in clinical trials for those patients by the end of 2023, so not too far away. Wow, Whoa, that's really soon. That is incredible. Is. Oh, can, can I just say thank you for, for explaining it? And I understood every bit of it. You've explained it so well. And um, we'll have to keep our eyes peeled. And it's pretty wonderful that a place like Kagari Fraser Island is is a potential uh, has the potential to help out so many lives. It's Transform incredible. Transform healthcare completely. Good luck with milking funnel webs, mate. <laughs> Thank you very much. That was wild. Let's find out what else JB and Jules have been up to. We're talking about the robots taking over. Good thing. They're taking some more mundane tasks away from us. Uh, the news that Kmart is uh, rolling out Tori, the robot that scans stock levels. Terrifying, though. <laughs> Don't laugh. Well, this robot, they learn. What about Mascat at the There's Bundaberg Library? at the Bundaberg Library. It's designed to learn with mm. time. So how much is it going to learn? Oh, you're what scared, if Mars, are you? Well, what if Mascat learns to, I don't know, build Read. legs and then it gets strong and then it's a beast and then we can't stop Mascat? Oh, my goodness. Suddenly it's the mayor of Bundaberg. <laughs> Might not be that bad a thing, but... <laughs> What should robots be used for? What is the next robot? Absolutely. We're taking your calls on 133353. Where do we need a robot? JB, you had a great suggestion with a roundabout. Yeah, roundabout robot. It's got a mm-hmm. little sign that says, please indicate. It yep. also points at people that are being idiots. It yes. says, oi, you, 96-year-old Gladys. <laughs> Left. Stop. What? Just look to the right and just drive through. It's not it's, difficult, guys. It's pretty simple, but I think we do need a robot here in Bundy Yes. For that. I would love to have one that does my washing. That would be sensational. How would it get downstairs? Well, mine's not really in stairs. So well, that's a selfish point of view. What yeah, about everyone yeah. with stairs, Jules? Well, they can um, buy the, the robot 2.0 stairs. <laughs> <The> stair- <laughs> It'll be invented. Stair leg model robot. It'll figure it out. But we would love your suggestions on 13353. Where do we need a robot? Hello, who have we got there? Mandy. Hello, Mandy. Where should we have some robots? I reckon um, the pub would be a good idea. Oh. Pub. Pub. Whereabouts? Yeah. Oh, just in the tent, you know, when you're sitting there in the pub, you don't really, you're nice and comfy in your chair, you don't really want to get up and go to the bar, <laughs> just uh, have an app, send it to the robot and tell them what you want, give them your key card and away you go. Just a little like uh, a like a service-made robot. Mandy's comfy at the pub. Yeah, no, I'm not this month, I'm doing Dry July, which is a <laughs> robot, but... Uh, I'll tell but, you what, uh, August yeah. gets pretty wet after Dry July, so I like it, I like it a lot, mm-hmm. and... We need to make sure the robots have their RSA to make sure That's they're across That's a good it. point. Good on you, Mandy. We'll yeah. take another one on 13353. Who have we got there? Hey, it's Shelly. How are you going? Good yeah, Shelley. good, Shelly. Where do we need a robot? Making beds. Yes. And if you're one of those people that has, like, a king bed, it takes you half yep. an hour to get to the other side to put on the fitted sheet. Got to crawl across yeah, to the other bunk. side. Yep. I just want the robot to hold the mattress, pull the mattress off the top bunk, hold it for a second while I just get all those sheets on, and then they can put it back completely made. So it doesn't, even have, so it doesn't even have to do the whole job. It's just here to help you out, Shelley. Yeah, just, just do the heavy lifting. 
shopping and stuff. I can't, you know, I can't reach the curtain tracks to get the curtains down and wash them, stuff like that, you know? Mate, this is looking good. This is great. This All is the mundane great. tasks <laughs> taken care get of. Get rid of them. What about just an overall robot maid? They're yeah. just there for you. They just like, you call them number seven. They mm-hmm. just go around. They <laughs> make your sandwiches. They do all of it for you. And Love if it. they don't rock yep. up to work one day, furious. Yeah, you threaten them. You're, look, mate, you keep going on like this, number seven. I'm going to turn you off. That's it for now. Catch JB and Jules weekday mornings from 6 to 9 a.m. on Triple M Bundy. Or subscribe here to get all the best bits.